Hello, everyone. Welcome into Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I am Caleb, and I'm, I and I'm Amy. Yes. <laughs> so were you gonna say I should, I'm Amy? I, too? I was gonna say I'm Amy too. I meant to say we are Caleb and Amy. Oh. The host of this podcast. Yeah, we are. And yes. uh, yeah, this is our series of van life stories. Van life stories. Yes. Yes. I know. Once you're like actually saying it, it kind of gets harder to remember than when you're just chatting casually. What, the intro? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it's a little harder. You know, yeah. I have some practice back from my Titans Tube days on, you check know, introing out. videos. Yo, check it out. <laughs> check me out. Check me out. I'm Tiny Rick. <laughs> but yes, welcome to an episode of our Van Life Stories. This is where Caleb and I sit down, typically with a beverage, and chat all things van life, whether it's just catching up on what we've been up to the last few weeks, or specific things about living in a van specifically typically kind of like a combo of both of those things right but that is what this episode is so specifically what has been going on (laughs) in van life well it's kind of crazy the last time we recorded a van life series episode we were here do you remember that um yes i believe we were talking about forming communities on the road yes we were and where is here? Here is outside of Phoenix, really outside of Mesa, which is outside of Phoenix, Arizona. Right. Um, we can see the Superstition Mountains. We've got saguaro cacti around. And yeah, we're back in the same spot that we recorded that podcast, which is interesting because that one was all about building community. And ever since then, we really have like, we've been around community ever since that episode honestly like since like 2022 is that what year we're in remember i've had my years mixed up here and there yes. i lost a year somewhere you've um, been thinking it was 2023 i feel like for a while <laughs> yeah i'm i'm ready for 2023 if anyone's there with <laughs> already? me already yeah but yeah. um and now i lost my train of thought well you were I think oh i, I was know saying where you were going. oh yes. oh do you yeah all right finish my i think you were gonna say really in 2022 we've been it's been like the most communal year so far, right? Yeah. Like we've been around say, people more than we've been alone. Like we've almost been more, I was going to say social. Okay, yeah. Social in 2022 in the van than we have maybe even like our last two years in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> like I sometimes I went weeks without leaving well, the house say, in Denver. That's you. I had a really social job. So yours, your experience could have been a little different than mine in Denver. True. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of social interactions this year of 2022. Like over in the, the first year of our two Lord. months. Yes, year. in the first two months. The year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> and so far, March, which is today. Mm-hmm. March 1st. Good job. March. More March. <laughs> way to make it. Uh, way to make it here today. Um, yeah, so far, it's social as well. Yeah. So, how are your social batteries right now? Um, They need some solar power. Oh, I would say. well, you're in the right spot. I know. It's very <laughs> sunny here in Arizona. Not a cloud in the sky. Like, how long are we still going to stay in Arizona? It's starting to get really hot here. Well. Which is like, we. this is the hard thing about the van life. You know, so we say we're snowbirds. Yes. Or, we have officially called. I feel like we just started calling ourselves that in the last like couple months. Well, and we'll, yeah, I think you're right. Because this is the second season we've done this the like typical snowbird thing i think last year it was like oh we'll just do it and then we did it again this year so i feel like that cements 
cements the title for us. Yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned when you picked me up from the airport, which mm-hmm. we'll get to yesterday. We uh-huh. just spent some time, not why, well, I just had some non-social van lifetime, but some time apart. But we both kind of first, <laughs> we both mentioned that mm-hmm. we had like officially said when people asked where we were living, we said we spend the winters in Arizona. Yes. Like we both had said that to, in, on separate occasions, not mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's very true. We have, this is our second winter that we're hanging out in and the it's AZ. Our, it's our second home. Honestly, like we've talked lots of times on here about like little cities or towns that feel like home. But I think if you want to even zoom out even wider, like we have two homes. Like 24 millimeter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Zoom out from that 70 to 24. That 50. And we have two homes. It's Colorado and Arizona. Yeah. I mean, I still say Colorado is like home. Like when people ask, like now, especially, you know, we had this debate a lot when we moved to Colorado, when people were asked, well, where are you guys Mm -hmm. from? We would have to give them this whole spiel of like, well, we were born and raised and spent most of my time in Nashville, but now we live in Colorado. Yeah. Now when people ask me where I'm from, I say Colorado is home. Because you're like two moves removed from Nashville? Like, is that why? Two moves removed. Like, as, you moved to Colorado, Arizona. that oh, was and one, now, and then the second one was just in the van. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about it on here, but just Colorado was so much of a yeah. choice for us. Like, we chose, like, we, we visited there, had been there before on separate occasions, mm-hmm. took a trip there for fun, and it just, like, felt like we deeply connected with it, which I kind of think we knew we would in a mm-hmm. way, but not to the point where, like, oh, we need to move there immediately. Yeah. Like, that feels, that atmosphere, the people, the culture, the culture felt home. Felt, yeah. It felt like home. And so um, I definitely feel like I have a very good grasp on Arizona, too. I love Arizona. I was about to say, do you feel that way about Arizona? Like, I, does it feel home in the same way it, you just It's kind of like what you're saying. It feels like a winter home. Yeah. Like, maybe not like Col- if Colorado were, you know, the great weather year-round, I think I wouldn't come to Arizona as much as we do. And if we were into winter sports. Yeah, if we were into winter sports, yeah, which we are not. Mm-hmm. Never snowboarded or skied in my life. Never been on the snowmobile. Never snowshoed. I skied once, and it was awesome. I really, really loved it. Like, I would love to get into it. It's so just... why aren't you a snow? Why aren't you up there right now? It's... Tearing up the slopes, you know, with that fresh pow, bro. That fresh pow. The fresh pow, bro. Bro, um... fresh pow in the mountains, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's my snowboard, dude. Oh, wow. It was very, very fun. We just didn't, we did not financially invest in that when we moved and we have, we still haven't yet. And it worked <laughs> out because if we were trying to make it work, it would be, it would be a very different life if we were up there right now. Um, well, we wouldn't be in this rig. Like if we were wanting to spend winters in Colorado, like skiing and snowboarding, like some friends we know who do that, we would need some sort of rig that can plug up and like have heat. Yeah, con- like, consistent running yeah. heat, probably consistently running water because yeah. our tanks would yeah. freeze. Yeah. Uh, so we just, the van is not suited for that. It's suited for more boondocking and like, I mean, it can handle cold weather. Like we have stayed yes. below freezing many, many, many a nights. It can handle warm weather, but you know. Yeah, it can, but can we? <laughs> well, that's also the thing. The people we know who do that are typically in larger rigs mm-hmm. have more space to operate when it's just us and our two dogs yeah. in a van for long periods of time um that doesn't it doesn't like i don't think we flourish we don't thrive yeah no no we don't thrive no <laughs> yeah but so that's why we try to avoid i think this is where i was going the extreme ranges of temperature like we mm-hmm. don't want it to get super cold and snowy and then also as i sit here uh in this arizona are you sweating phoenix yet? it's close it is hot <laughs> i mean like it's like 82 today and 82 in direct 
Arizona sun. I mean, like the Arizona sky rarely has a cloud. Yeah. It's either like a cloudy day or there's not a cloud in sight, which is what today is. And when that is the case, that afternoon sun is brutal. Yeah. And when it starts to climb into even the low 80s, like I'm thinking about like, hey, we need to get out of here. <laughs> like we need to start. But here's the crazy thing. We were just, travels. Well, we were just looking and like it's going to be this way today, tomorrow and Thursday. But then on Friday, it gets back down to highs of 60. So like, you know, it never, at least not yet. Not yet. Uh-huh. It doesn't stay up there for long. Well, and this is what you said recently to me, not on the podcast, but you said like actually the hardest seasons to mm-hmm. live in a van are surprisingly spring and fall yeah. because of this very reason. Because yeah. one week it's going to be, it feels like summer. The next week it's going to drop down to mm-hmm. cold temperatures. And mm-hmm. that's really hard to manage to where, you know, December, January in Arizona, it's almost like 70 every single day. Yeah. And 30 to 40 at night, like every it's single It's never going to get too hot, and it's never going to get too cold. Yes. Spring and fall, you always run that, you it's tow that peak, line. Yeah, you're going to tow that line, especially like in Arizona, the peaks in spring of heat are going to be way too hot. Yes. Uh, and like, same if we were in Colorado in spring, the peak cold. Uh-huh, it's going to be way too yeah, cold. Because yeah, we spent a lot of uh, last March in Colorado yes. dealing with that. Where That was one of the hardest months in the van, I remember. Yeah, because we would hit... Like, one, we were just trying to avoid getting hit by a blizzard at any time. Yeah. So, uh, we were having to, like, live on the outskirts of the Rocky Mountains while trying to, like, access points mm-hmm. into the mountains and then just, like, try to time it to where we're not getting hit with cold temps. So, yeah, they're hard. Yeah. Spring and fall are just a little more challenging when you really live outside or when you really, like, utilize the space outside of your rig, which is what we do. Which is us. Even yeah. though our rig does have a lot of space, more for than some van. of the vans. Yeah, yeah, for a van, we yeah. have, it's very roomy. But yeah. with four different bodies in here and 84 degree temps, it, uh, yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal on, on us all. Yes. Doggies included. But you, like... Me. Haven't been in this temperature in the last few days. No, this is like so. It's like eighty-two degrees right now. Mm-hmm. It's about an eighty-five degree swing for me <laughs> from what it was on Saturday, where I just was. Uh, <laughs> yes, you heard that right. So where did you go? I was up. Uh, just got back um, last night. Uh, yeah, my days are kind of blurry here. Yeah, last night, based on the travel arrangements. But yeah, I got back last night from Victor, Idaho. Was I guess my destination my port mm-hmm. i ended up staying in driggs idaho mm-hmm. which is basically victor mm-hmm. uh it's it's kind of on the east side of the tetons right on the border of idaho and wyoming so i did go to jackson went to jackson hole one time it we was love great. jackson yeah i'd never been there in the winter i did not really get a view of the tetons but um there was lots of snow around and very cold temperatures yes yes freezing temperatures <laughs> Like single digits and negatives, right? And yeah, I mean, every night was into the negatives. I don't think it pushed more than like negative five, but during the days, the high, like on Saturday, I was there for a wedding, the high on Saturday was 19 degrees. Mm. Um, And that was like right now, you know, at 3 p.m., with it was sunny all day. And that was the highest it got with the sun being out all day was 19, like in the afternoon, 19 degrees. And then once the sun set, it just started dropping fast. I think by the time I left the wedding, it was three degrees. I like took some screenshots of like ah. the actual weather of like, I'm walking out to my car right now just so you can and remember. my snot is freezing in my nose immediately. It's icicles. It felt so weird. So yeah, you have been like in these two extremes. Like you were down here, like you flew out of Phoenix. So like you were down yeah. here and it was great when you left the weather. It was, And yes. then you get up there, and it's 
super, super cold, like just ungodly cold. Which is like, apparently the locals were saying like, that's the coldest it gets all year. I came yeah. in just the three or four days where they kind of got their coldest little, uh, weather push or weather pattern or yeah whatever. of the year it just happened to be the time i got there because i look today in victor and it's 46 degrees and sunny <laughs> that sounds very doable very <laughs> you know very pleasurable uh but three degrees and ice no like even people who like cold i think would be kind of like uh, eh, that's a little much <laughs> I think. I don't know. You know, it seemed like a lot of people were there for it. Like, <laughs> well, uh, once you're there, you just kind of got to embrace it. Yes. But, uh, Which was, I also felt very out of place in Victor. So why? one Well, one night I went to a brewery, uh -huh. like I told you, just by myself. Uh -huh. um, and <laughs> they had, it was packed. The brewery so, yeah, was? Yeah, the brewery was packed. So I found like, it was also a Friday night, so yeah. I guess. But it Driggs, it's a tiny town. I didn't even get so the population. So the brewery is the only thing they can do there. That's true. So that's probably where everyone is. Well, uh, they had three TVs up, all playing different extreme snowboarding competitions. Mm -hmm. Everybody in there looked like they had just gotten off the mountain, oh, except nice. for me, who's just sitting there all nice and tan <laughs> and like shivering probably because people are just coming in and out of the side door. And like someone like leaned over and asked me about the like snowboarding competition at one point. Oh, really? They're like, is this like live? Like, or has this, have you seen this before? I'm like, no, I don't like watch this <laughs> stuff. Like, I felt very out of place up in Driggs at this time <laughs> up so in Driggs, make... Idaho everyone was there to like experience the freezing cold and to like embrace the snow and I was there to like hang out and work yeah and you know did it make you want like it seems like everyone around you was like in this like very ski snowboard culture yes. and like that's why they're there like did it make you want like interested in it at all um no not with those temperatures no like no one wanted I didn't want to walk out to my rental car ever at any point um because it was just freezing and like i would have to spend like 10 minutes just either scraping ice or like defrosting the windows mm -hmm. all around before i could even drive uh and then and also, imagine if you had like a house and you had to like shovel your driveway every single day in that that style of temperature i mean we would definitely need to re vamp our wardrobe for sure which is also like i pack very light on these like little business excursions mm -hmm. i go on <laughs> yeah like, i don't even like check a bag yes. most of the time i'm carrying on just two backpacks one full of equipment one full of clothes well, it's not like we have a lot of clothes anyways yeah we just mm -hmm. don't have the room for like big wintry yeah you have like one winter jacket yeah. that like rarely ever gets pulled out yes. it just takes up so much space in our back storage <laughs> it's like back in the big drawer all of our shoes are like that's how much space it needed it couldn't yeah, fit yeah, in yeah. a normal drawer yeah and we have nowhere to like hang up clothes so we just yeah. don't have the clothes for that so maybe if like i was very ingrained in that culture and was prepared yeah. for it but I still think... it just like you know i think after one or two days of doing it like i would be over it mm -hmm. i would want to come back to maybe not this extreme of heat <laughs> I just can't find my sweet spot right now. You can't find your know? balance I can't find it. I go from freezing temps to now like, oh my God, this is so hot. So I'm yes. sweating melting anytime temps. I step. Yeah, melting temps. But like, I want to talk about, you had some, you had an adventure coming back though. Oh. You had an adventure coming back. It I took did. a lot longer for you to get back. I think the cold wanted you to stay just a little bit extra longer. Was it the cold? The that snow gods. Me to I the think, snow gods. I just think the Idaho Falls airport was really liking my presence ah! because 
Were you becoming you becoming friends with the bartenders? And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess so. I left on Thursday out of Phoenix, mm-hmm. which left you alone with the van, mm-hmm. um, so I could go and work a wedding. Mm-hmm. For those listening, that's what we do as a job, kind of in the van. We travel around mm-hmm. and shoot photograph and film weddings mm-hmm. and elopements and typically we would take the van wherever we're shooting but as you have learned up to this point we we were down here we didn't want to make the drive all the way up to idaho falls or up to victor for that wedding because then we would just come right back down like it would right. be a very big road trip just for a couple days so we decided to fly or we decided just you would fly it would probably take us like what who knows 12 to 15 hours to I drive think it's 14 hours 14 yeah. so i was so close to just yeah. like 14 hours to drive it and it's like i can just take a two-hour direct flight yeah. you know get to the airport be right at home in two hours that's and it what would be i different thought if we wanted that's what you thought <laughs> that's what i thought you know yes and it'd be different if like we wanted to like stay and hang out up there but but that would didn't. be brutal so. in the van and the cold like we said because we're not prepared um our van's prepared but we're not prepared so it didn't it wasn't just a quick two-hour direct flight well, the whole trip before that was great. It really felt like a little business getaway. Hmm. Uh, just because, you, you know, don't get I, that feeling often. No. Well, like you said, one, we like try to make it to where if we're going to, if we're going to book a wedding, if mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, accept a job, we want to make sure that we, we can do it in the van. Like yeah. the travel is accordingly. This one didn't work out so well. We're like, mm-hmm. oh wait, you know what? I don't know if we want to be driving the van up to Idaho in snowy conditions, like potentially snowy conditions into February, which that's happened for us. So typically I'll just like fly out for the weekend, Mm -hmm. which I did this time. Um, but since I don't really have any connections in Idaho, yeah, I was staying in like hotels and inns and like renting a car. Mm -hmm. So it felt very business trippy. I don't go on a whole lot of like business trips like that. Yeah. And yeah, on the way back, uh, the Idaho Falls airport is very small. That's where I flew in and out of. It has like four gates, A1, A2, B1, B2. <laughs> <laughs> very and simple. Very simple. And I guess our plane had some issues on the way back. I was originally supposed to leave Sunday at th- uh, 5.55. Mm-hmm. And I ended up leaving Monday at like seven. I th- uh, yep. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I was going to say like 645, I think, because this, uh, when we pulled away from the gate in the mm-hmm. plane with only 15 left of us on the flight when it was almost overbooked. <laughs> I had originally gotten a notification Sunday morning when I was like checking in for my flight that it was full and that I could, ex- like, if in the case it was overbooked, you could like accept an offer to like get a credit voucher mm-hmm. to like stay another night and get on the other flight. And I was like, sure, I'll do that. And it was so funny. I like, I didn't think it would happen, but I just texted you because we were like, you know, I can't wait to see you tonight. I'm like, well, there's a slight chance that like I might not get to see you tonight because I accepted this offer where I get this travel credit if the flight's overbooked and ended up not seeing you that night. Not for that reason, but just because um, I got 15 delayed notifications from American Airlines. Yes. (laughs) 15. Yes. Like at first it'd be like. An hour later, then another hour later, and then another hour later, and then eventually they canceled your flight Sunday night. I guess, you know, I don't even know. It, it was the, like, do they officially cancel the flight? I don't know. That's what you told me. Well, I only they just delayed it until the next morning, finally. I don't uh, know if it was, oh, okay. if that's an official cancel. Gotcha. Because at first it was like supposed to leave at six, and then they pushed it back to eight, and then they pushed it back to 10 30. And then the next thing I know, it's like 1 30 a.m. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, wait, why aren't we just like canceling at this point? And then it was like 3 30. I'm like, okay, no one is just staying in the airport all night to leave on a plane at 3 30. 
And then next thing I know, it was scheduled for like 9.30 a.m. was like the last we heard. So I ended up going and getting a hotel. There's lots of lines and frustrated people with the situation. I just went and got a hotel. Uh, and when I woke up the next morning to my alarm to get ready for my 9.30 a.m. flight, you know, to be at the airport a few hours early, I had two more delay notifications <laughs> since I had left the airport and gone to bed saying that the plane was now delayed till 2.30 p.m. p.m. on Monday. Mm-hmm. And all that, that seemed to stay put for a few hours until I got to the airport, closed out my bar tab to walk over the board, and then I saw a notification saying it got pushed back to 3.30, mm -hmm. and then another one a few minutes later saying 4.30, and then, like, 30 minutes later, 8.30. .30. And I'm like, oh no, this is happening again. Like, I'm about <laughs> to spend two nights just, like, stuck, to, like, I've, like... Just waiting at the airport yeah, all day. Yeah, there's, like, one bar mm -hmm. at the airport. The bartender knew everyone <laughs> because <laughs> we just kept on going back. Uh, there was one, there was really one lady helping us out with American Airlines uh, the whole time, the whole two days. Um, so she knew everyone, too. And, yeah, eventually it ended up being just a mechanical issue with the plane. There was a lot of stories going around among the passengers. <laughs> passengers i didn't really know who to believe some people were saying they like brought a wrong part from kansas the night before people were like renting cars and driving to salt lake and trying to get out mm -hmm. and i was like i guess there's no rush for me to get back and like i don't want to like pay to change flights so i was kind of just like waiting it out yeah and ended up they that scheduled it for to leave at eight like the last delay was it was leaving at like 8 p.m. on Monday when we were originally supposed to take off at 6 on Sunday, 6 p.m., <laughs> so over 24 hours later. Yeah. But then they came back and said they had got the plane fixed, and they moved it back up to 6, 6.15. <laughs> but even then, it still took us like till 7. So yeah. I made it back, though. Look, here we are recording so the podcast. So all in all, it was a 25-hour plane delay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like delay. 6 to six p.m. to 7 p.m. the next the day next is day. when we took off. Yes. Yeah, yes. But, you know, I got to the airport at 3.30 p.m. on Sunday, left the Idaho Falls Airport, from like flying out Monday at 7 p.m. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time in this tiny, in tiny, airport. tiny airport drinking Pilsners. Oh, you <laughs> okay. weren't even drinking Modelo? They, oh, another thing, they were out, they had like... Four draft handles, three of them ran out the first day, and they oh. couldn't get any more kegs in. So oh, no. uh, it you was were stuck very limited. I mean, the whole place was very limited. They had one little coffee shop, one little bar. It was the same bartender both days. <laughs> like, so yeah, that was my experience flying. I never really had that before. I've yeah. heard of stories like that, and I saw how it affects mass crowds. Oh, I bet it's really good and really calm. It's positive. Right? It's, it's very positive. Very people positive were, people were very calm and meditating and off to the side. Understanding, yes. you know, they felt like they were, you know, being adequately told the information they needed to progress in their life. Ugh. Well, what was it like for you? Pers like, were you agitated or frustrated or? No, like I said, I mean, I do think I, the last day, because I think the one thing I would, it's not a complaint, but because I don't think the American Airlines worker knew much about it. Mm -hmm. It's like when we take the van to the shop and they're mm -hmm. just like, we call them, they're like, well, have you fixed the issue? And they're like, well, we're working on it. We can't really give you a timetable. Who yeah. knows? Like, that's very much what it felt like. It felt yeah. like I had dealt with this before with the van. It's yeah. like we were doing that again. So they couldn't really give like people a time frame on when it would be fixed, which is why they just kept on delaying it and delaying it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of like sat close to the desk the last day just to like, cause I didn't want to wait in line. Every time I looked up when they would like announce a new delay, there was like 20 people already in line and that's going to take like, like a, change their flight <laughs> yeah, change or to get, to get information or to yeah. just like chew out American Airlines yeah. to this one. 
lady. And so, yeah, I actually never got in a line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even the night before to get like a hotel voucher because it would have taken hours. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I'll just sit close and like hear it. Like I need to know some information. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of sat close and listened to to the questions people were asking. Yeah, and, and just being like, what should I do? Mm-hmm. And at one point, the point where I was like, okay, I need to do something. It was late last night when they had moved it to like eight thirty, and I heard her say like. My goal right now is to try and get everyone, like, off this flight and rescheduled through either another airlines or, like, on another day. And I was like, okay, well, now I need to take action. Mm-hmm. Right when it happens, they came back and they're like, we fixed the plane, <laughs> which is great for me because I waited it out where, I mean, like I said, there's only 15 people left on the plane when mm-hmm. we got it. Most of those other people had either rented cars and drove to Salt Lake or had booked another flight through Delta to get the Phoenix that had, like, a three-hour labor in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get the Phoenix till last night at, like, past midnight. Yeah. And I got there at, like, 9. Yes. So, yes. So, it ended up, like, it wasn't ever a huge deal with me because, like, I wasn't rushing to get back. Yeah. Like... You weren't rushing to get back to me? I was... I mean, I, I would... I'm just kidding. I would like to have been back, but... I'm just kidding. It just felt... You know, that stuff just feels completely out of my hands. When am yeah. I going to go and, like, fix the plane myself? <laughs> or, like... I was kind of just, like, done spending money on the trip already, so I didn't yeah. want to just go and, like, book flights to other airlines and, like, have more difficulties. I'm like, at the least, I can just... That flight from Idaho Falls to Phoenix happened every single day at 6. Yeah. So I was like, at the least, I can just, like, wait another day. Mm-hmm. Wait another day and, like, just hang out. So I was just trying to be patient. Was it hard to be that patient? It was only hard scenario? because, you know, we already have issues with finding uh, adequate vegan food in, in oh, the airports yeah. you know the most of the time which we talk about our favorite airports a lot together mm-hmm. and mostly it's because we found a really good vegan spot mm-hmm. there or a spot that has good vegan food idaho falls had none of the sort <laughs> so, so you were starving i was very hungry for most of the time which yeah. would infuriate a lot of people but yeah i was just i think i was just kind of drained and out of it and just you didn't have the energy didn't to, have like, the energy be that frustrated. No, didn't have the energy i'm like i'm so drained at this point just tell me when it's gonna leave whether today tomorrow mm-hmm. the next day like i'll be there <laughs> <laughs> but here i am i made it i was like i didn't believe that you were gonna like i wasn't gonna believe that you were here till you were here just because like yeah you would you were obviously keeping me updated and like <laughs> yeah. when it was being delayed and when you're expected to land. And the first few times it was delayed, it was just like, okay, okay. And then after a while, it's just like, I'm not going to trust this until he is like in the air. Well, honestly, not until you're in the air, until you had landed yes. here in Phoenix. I wasn't even going to trust it because, well, I went through this weird thing too. And I don't know if you thought this and I'm sure other passengers did. Like once they came out and they're like, the plane is fixed and uh-huh. they moved your flight time up. Like, do you trust the plane at that point? Like, it had taken... Oh, well, it definitely went through my head. It had taken 24 hours to, quote-unquote, fix. So, like... Yeah. Did they just do something really... Like, were they just desperate and did something as quick as they could? I mean, I'm sure they have, like, really intense protocols before they're going to, like, carry people up in the air. But still, you can't help but, like, think that. And, like, when you text me and said, they fixed it. We're flying out at 6.15 now. I was just like... But do I like want you to go on that plane? I don't know. <laughs> I I definitely thought about that with like how long it was taking the fix. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, at this point, like, because I thought, you know, American does have a really easy way through the app to just like change flights with no cost. Mm-hmm. So I could like, at the point yesterday, I would have had to like change my flight to Tuesday, mm-hmm. but it would have been a different plane for sure. Yeah. 
would have been a long, it wouldn't have been a direct flight. I would have had to go through Dallas. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like, at that point, I would have been on a different plane at the least. Yeah. Like, yeah, I kind of had the moment where like, okay, now, especially when they were like, they moved it to 8 p.m. And then they're like, it's fixed. Now we're leaving at, they actually scheduled it for 5.30. Mm-hmm. They like bumped it up. They're like, we can leave now. I'm like, okay, wait, is that good though? Yeah. Like, hold up. Yeah. Like we can. Should we like, do a test run here? Yeah. Like I was prepared to them, even if they got it fixed, to still just stick with the original delay time. Like yeah. who re-delays something earlier once the well, issue's what, fixed? I was kind of confused about that. Well, not confused, but I mean, I guess it didn't matter in this situation because they kind of knew everyone who was on that flight just at the airport. But like, what if they, when they delayed it to 830, someone was like, all right, I'm going to go back into town. Like, I'm going to leave the airport, go back into town and get some food and then come back for my 830 flight. Yeah. Then they leave and get a text. Oh my God, it's fixed. And now it's leaving in an hour. And then, like, that just sounds well, stressful. Like, I, I didn't know you could do yes. that. Well, know? and I told you this last night. Like, when she was, in, when the American Airlines service lady was helping everyone, she was getting people rebooked on a Delta flight that was leaving at, like, 6 mm-hmm. uh, from the same airport to go through Dallas eventually. And then they could get a connecting flight to Phoenix. Um, and, like, people did that. And there was times when they got the notification after booking with Delta that our plane was now fixed and it was leaving before the Delta one. So there was literally people while I was boarding that were running back and forth between the gates trying, because they had rechecked their baggage onto the Delta plane after they like had given up on our American Mm -hmm. flight. And now they're like, I don't know what to do. Well, like, either I get the Phoenix is better because it's leaving earlier and it's direct and it's direct, yeah. but it's now like they've already like checked their bags on the Delta <sighs> flight. So yeah, honestly, my story is probably the most boring out of everyone's <laughs> that was on this flight. I don't even like feel worthy to uh, talk about it on a podcast. I just sat there and waited for hours playing switch. <laughs> playing Skyrim. <laughs> Everyone else went through a wide range of emotions <laughs> and probably spent a lot of money. And I just kind of sat still. So, wow. So what were you doing this whole time? <laughs> Sands me in the van. I was sitting next to my phone getting a text from you every 30 minutes. It's been delayed. It's been delayed. Oh, yeah, yesterday I just started like just like texting you the new times like mm-hmm. oh, 330, oh, 4.30 departure, mm-hmm. oh, 830 departure. <laughs> like we've just done this. Like I literally have 15, I counted them, 15 email notifications of that of flight getting delays, delayed yeah. for 24 hours, 25 hours. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I was pretty, I stayed occupied. This was the longest that I've been in the van by myself, but as we mentioned earlier, didn't really think I was by myself because we have been very social mm-hmm. in the way we've been living in the van. So like the whole time you were gone, I was parked with friends, like for the first. Which you can hear our friends on some of our campfire chat episodes. Be on the lookout. <laughs> Shameless plug. For the first four days, I was with Sarah Beth and Peyton, uh-huh. <clears throat> campfire chats. Um, I was with them, and then I moved from there because that was like outside of Tucson. So I moved closer to Phoenix to because I knew I had to pick you up and met up with our friends Goat and Cat. And so yeah, the whole time I was at least parked next to friends, um, so it didn't really feel like I was alone. But you know, definitely like driving the van, packing it up, doing provision. Like I did have to do provision run by myself. It's tiring. <laughs> doing a provision <laughs> yeah, run by yourself. by yourself. What's the most tiring part? Just like all the stops you have to make. I think just everything and like not having even like even if we do it together i don't i'm it's still just like not having someone there doing it with you i guess yeah you and know? actually you hadn't been doing provision runs like recently i had been doing them well <laughs> a perk a perk to parking next to both of our friends goat and cat and sarah beth and peyton is they each tow 
their rigs so they each have a truck. Yes. So, and they both are very kind and very generous and have both let us use their truck, like to go into town to get food and water. So we don't have to pack the whole van up. So, and so when that's been happening, yeah, you've just been going by yourself, but it is, it's not just getting food and water and like dumping trash and recycle. It's also just like driving this big thing around a city is not very fun. No, it takes a lot more energy than just driving a truck or a car. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it definitely felt like you were gone, but also kind of not just because I was parked around friends the whole time. Yeah. So I didn't feel alone or lonely. Did you like, I want to say, did you like miss the loneliness or did you kind of like, like other other times time. I've like been on the trip, you've mm-hmm. had maybe like three days, like completely to yeah. yourself and the dogs. Yeah. Like, um, did you feel like you got any of that? No, I didn't. Well, I guess I kind of did driving like the, the whole provision day when I drove from the Tucson area uh-huh. up here to Phoenix. So that was like a two hour drive. I was by myself. And then, yeah, that whole afternoon I was running errands by myself. Um, but that was really it. And I could have, I mean, I easily could have told Sarah with and Peyton and Goat and Cat, like, hey, I think I just want to hang out by myself tonight, mm-hmm. or I want to hang out by myself today. Um, but but it never really felt right. I didn't really feel like I was craving that. I think either, whatever happened would have felt like I would have been able to handle. I was in a very centered, like, happy medium place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, if that meant spending a lot of time with our friends, that's great. If that meant... Spending a lot of time alone, that's great, too. See, that's how I felt at the airport. I yeah. was just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm eventually going to make it back to Arizona, whether it happens today or tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first day, I'm like, whether it happens this hour or in two hours yes. or in five hours. And then I was like, okay, whether it happens today or tomorrow or maybe yeah. the next day, it's going to happen at some point. And, you know, especially like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm no, curious. No, especially like, sorry, that's an end of thought. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Well, I'm curious to ask you this, like we've mentioned, like we've been around part, like it's been, I don't even know how long it's been since it was just us in I'm the saying van. like the last memory I really have of that was probably like that whole week of like Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. I feel like we were totally alone. Once January started, we really started kind of like making community uh-huh. and like meeting Well, friends. that was, January was like meeting new people and like hanging out with them. <laughs> February has been like, we've been hanging out with friends that we've known for a while. And new ones. And the new ones that we met. Yeah, and the new ones we yeah. met. Like, there, I don't have there. Has there been a night in February where we weren't parked within the vicinity See, of someone we know? Yeah. Like, that's, a, I don't think so. So, like, with that being said, like, how, how are you feeling then? Like, are you, do you feel like you're craving some alone time? Like, alone is in, like, us together? Yeah, I think I'm, like, starting to get that way. Uh, you know, I don't know. Honestly, this is, as far as I had gotten planned in my mind, was getting back to Arizona after this Idaho trip. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, March, no idea what is going to happen. March is pretty open for us. <laughs> yeah. So we have... And literally, I have not thought out even, like, tonight. Like, as, as literally, mentally, as far as I got, was just, like, going to the Idaho trip and making it mm-hmm. back. And, and here we are. And so I have no idea what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, I would definitely, like, find a little more of a balance, I think, this month going into it, just because our last few months have been so heavily... Mm-hmm. Uh, social and I mean this is kind of just like the people we've met on the road typically once spring starts to open up people start traveling that was I mean that's the great thing and we talked about it on our episode with forming communities Mm -hmm. is like 
they always happen in the winter yeah. because everyone's just kind of hanging out, yeah. like waiting for the weather to get better. Once the weather starts getting nice, uh, traveling feels... All the paths just Yeah, like, just open up. Yeah. And so it kind of just like naturally happens that way. And so I kind of anticipate a little bit of that happening. I mean, eventually we're going to have to go back to Colorado. Yes. Uh, for a job. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, everyone's paths just kind of start diverging different ways. Yeah. So I just kind of see it naturally happening whenever it does. But, yeah. you know, yeah, I definitely... I could use I some... Mean, it was a lot. It's been a lot for like just on paper. It doesn't. I don't think I really feel feel it much right now. But just on paper, it's been a lot of like it's much more social than we normally are. Uh huh. Like so, I said, even when I was in Denver, way more social yeah, than I was. Yes. But like I don't. I'm not really feeling it internally as much as because I think I think too like even if with how social we feel like we've been the last couple months you still like, you still just live in your rig by yourself. And like, mm-hmm. you still can easily be like, Hey, we're just going to have a night in tonight. Like just the two of us. So yeah. we're going to like, we're like, you could go all day without seeing your yeah. friends if you wanted to. And it wouldn't be that unnatural or weird, honestly. Um, and I kind of feel like that's ha- that has happened a little bit too, which yeah. has ca- helped keep it a little more in balance. I think everyone we've kind of had these connections with over, you know, the course of, the winters Mm -hmm. and on the road like have those like everyone who's like i feel like seriously like this is their life yeah um like knows that and feels that like hey we can like all live in this community but like we're still gonna do we're still gonna live we're still gonna do us i'm still gonna do me yeah we're still gonna live i don't know like the opposite of like communal we're still gonna live like in solidarity together but also communal yeah it's just I, i think it's very there's a lot of you know, just understood of like, hey, you take the time you, you need you. for yourself. Mm-hmm. You do you. I'm going to do me as well. And mm-hmm. then when we want to like meet up, even though like we're right beside each other. So like we'll see each other and wave yeah. to each other yeah. and like live in the same like little neighborly pool off spot. But, but there's no expectation of like because we're parked next to each other, we have no. to eat every meal together and hang out every night together and have a fire tonight yeah. or fire every night together. And yeah. And I think that's what's really kept me kind of like paced yes. through these months. If yeah. it was just if it was that mm-hmm. constant, if we're waking up in the moment I wake up, like I'm talking to people mm-hmm. <laughs> before coffee but first coffee i'm just kidding i'm not one of those people you yeah. are an iced oat milk latte person now though girl <laughs> you are too <laughs> you're my dream girl we get iced oat milk, oat milk lattes together now so amazing go to coffee shops uh but yeah i think that's why i've been able to kind of just like keep it going and like even you said i don't feel like i need yeah. that alone in space time i do feel like eventually like i kind of want to yes. get back to some times of that but it's been so just nice yeah having that understanding and like the people we've been around the people we've connected with like are also that way where mm-hmm. it's like hey yeah there's gonna be times where we're even though we're beside each other we're gonna be very social but then there's also gonna be times where hey we're just gonna hang out yeah 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 by ourselves so that's been it's been good and i think everyone feels that's why it feels very good to like go and form these little communities mm-hmm. we have over the last few months because everyone has kind of shares that same understanding yeah and it's been it keeps everyone going no one's like worn out or too hungover every single day yeah <laughs> and i think too like since i know what's to come like since we've lived through this these seasons before and i know spring summer and fall are a lot more isol or can be more yeah. isolating i think since i know that's what's to come like i'm not you're pushing it, it away up. yeah as much yeah just because I know spring, summer, and fall, we're not going to be really, like, 
parking next to people for as long as and as often as we have yes. been. We'll have to be months. on the move a lot more, yeah. Yeah. which is, like I said, everybody kind of gets to that point mm-hmm. once the spring and summer and fall open up. Yeah. It's the winter months where everyone rushes down to the desert. Yes, to yes. Just, or the people who are snowbirds. Yeah. Everyone migrates south. Yeah, we're like birds. We're like birdies. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Tweet. <laughs> tweet, 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 tweet. Well, I'm glad you're back. Thanks. I'm glad to be back, too. Feels good. Feels good. Feels yeah. good, bro. Feels yeah. good. You missed yeah. the van? I did miss the van. I do. I mean, it's, it feels very much like home. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, even though it's parked in different spots constantly mm-hmm. and we're on the move and, like, our day-to-day is very much up in the air, like, just, like, having access to this space, like, we're sitting in now recording the podcast, feels very connecting and grounding yeah. now, you know? Whether we have to, like, pick up and drive somewhere tomorrow to get ready, which we don't. But just now having, yeah, this, like, I'm very connected to this space yeah. and, like, the rhythms that we found ourselves in. We have very, like, different patterns we can fit in mm-hmm. on this road life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I like that. Different patterns we can fit yeah, in. Yeah, different patterns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like, now there's, like, a variety of different days that could... That could that, exist. That could exist. And, like, we've experienced a shit ton of them mm-hmm. and, like, know how to kind of, like, navigate our way through it. Um, but and, all that to be said, there will still be new ones that slap us in the face. Yes, <laughs> definitely. If I've learned anything, I think that's it. Number one tip of van life. No matter how comfortable <laughs> and professional you get at the life. Professional. <laughs> you will still be just You'll knocked still be off a newbie. your feet. You'll uh, still be a noob. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Well, any any other thoughts on you spending time in the van alone? Like, did you feel, do you get nervous at all? Like, I really do not. And I mean, I think part of that is to like, especially if you're gone, I'm very choosy about where I want to be, like mm-hmm. where I'm going to be parked when you're gone. Um, and yeah, the spot, the two, I stayed in two different spots where you're gone, one outside of Tucson, one outside of Phoenix. And yeah, both those spots feel very, very I feel very at ease there. Uh-huh. I don't really feel nervous. Did people being around help that too? Or like would friends you have, being yeah, around? friends like being right beside friends. I mean, I'm sure it helps, but like I don't if they were gone, I don't think it would add any any nerves. Yeah. I'm sure it helps me feel more relaxed, but I don't think the second they leave, like nerves would start to creep in. Yeah. I don't think so. Like you're all alone out here yeah. in no. the desert. It just it really especially I mean there are don't get me wrong, there are like spots that might feel shady but like a lot of the places i could that go we... for some shady spots right now if you know what i'm saying <laughs> but like a lot of the places we park we just i don't feel that way and like if and when we do like if we pull up somewhere and it feels you can just feel it if it yeah. feels shady like we'll we'll move um and that hasn't happened very often um and yeah i no i don't really feel nervous i mean i do definitely have to be a little more like aware and just kind of thinking okay like have i done everything mm-hmm. like is everything taken care of because normally like we kind of just naturally split everything i guess um you know like did i make sure i unplugged this and turn the inverter off and make sure i make sure i know where the key is that honestly that's probably the biggest thing is <laughs> finding out where the key to the van is well like should we do something should we get a backup key at we, some should, point? we definitely should <laughs> still don't have a backup key. but like you always keep track of the key yes and like there were a couple times that we would leave the van like because we're with we'd be with friends and so like we'd leave the van i'll get in their truck and go into town 
So I'd have to lock the van up, take the key with me, and yeah, like in town, I'd be like, "Do I have the key?" Do Always the checking key? to see if the key's on you. Yes, I can yeah. see how that could come about. It's like the first time I think I was in the van alone. I said I just kept on thinking I was going to forget something. Yeah. yeah, whether it's like to turn the inverter off at night, mm-hmm. or like if I did a provision run, like completely forgetting to do one of the yeah. four different tasks tasks we do. Yeah, or yeah, even um, just doing getting the van ready like we yeah. like you said we were just in such a natural rhythm where stuff just like kind of split we split it evenly yeah like there's stuff that you probably do that i don't even like realize you do anymore yeah. and like vice versa where if till you're not here it, well, yeah till the other one's gone i'd be like oh yeah amy does or like we mm-hmm. do this every time but mm-hmm. amy's been taking that part of it or something yeah. so and then the only other thing i can really think of is like the dogs so like we're so we typically <laughs> Like, when we're parked, we normally just have our sliding door, our big sliding door open. Jet is, like, he's leashed and hooked up, and Kona's just off-leash. And that's pretty much just how they hang out all day. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as you... If you're listening, you know Jet. He barks at everything. Um, but he is, like, normally attached and leashed up, so he can't <laughs> chase after things. But if he starts barking, that'll get Kona going, and sometimes Kona will, like, run after whoever, whatever he's barking at. And... um so, like, when those moments would happen, I feel like they always happened when I was in the van, like, changing. So, yes. I would be, like, So, there's no one to, like, naked. get your back there. Yeah. I'd be, like, half naked, and I'd hear Jet start freaking out, like, oh, I bet someone's walking on the road with a dog. And I bet Kona's, like, run out to them, which isn't a big deal because Kona's friendly. But still, like, unless someone comes out and tells you, like, oh, no, it's okay, he's friendly, like... That person, that stranger and their dog are probably like, what is going on? This dog's just running out at us. Came out of nowhere. And we hear another dog, like, barking off in the distance. Like, what is going on? So, like, when those moments would happen, I feel like it always happened when I was, like, changing. (laughs) And so, like, it'd be, there'd be a few second delay before I could get out and, like, calm the situation. Yes. (laughs) I think those are, like, the hardest moments. Where (laughs) if I were there and you were changing, I could go out and calm Mm -hmm. the situation or vice versa. But I was going to say, you know, you never let being naked or half-naked stop you from chasing after Jet before. Like, the last time we were in Idaho together in the summer... Do we have, is that on the podcast? I don't know, but I've heard give, it. You guys should go find that podcast when we recorded in Idaho. And we'll give I a quick Amy, recap yes, of that story. We were parked next to like this reservoir in Idaho and there was no one around. Like there were no other people parked, no one around. And there were just these free roaming cows way off in the distance. Like probably at like, least I mean, it was, you could 200 see, yards. Yeah. Maybe even more. Just like, yeah. it's like a rolling meadow. Yeah. Just, you could see for miles, yes. no one around. And cows were all you could see. And, um, yeah, they were 200, 300 yards away and they'd been there all day. Like we'd been there a couple days too. Like they'd been there the whole time we were there. And since there was no one out there, this was in July, the heat waves were like just starting to hit in Idaho. So it was, I mean, we talk about it being hot right now here. It was like in the mid nineties up there. Like it was miserable. So like I literally would just spend the whole day naked and I was just sitting outside naked. And like I said, those cows had been there the whole time. The whole time. But for some reason, Jet decided to just go chase after them. They just, like, caught his eye for one second and the wrong since way. <laughs> I did mention earlier, Jet's usually tied up. Since no one was around, he actually wasn't tied up at this moment. And, yeah, I guess one of them just looked at him the wrong way. But, like I said, they're, oh, like, 200 or 300 yards away. So, yeah. like, I don't even know how you can tell what they were looking like. But, anyways, 
he just took off after them, like barking. And like I was like, in a dead sprint. And Kona took off. Of course, when Jet takes off, Kona just yes. takes off right after and him. And I was like, they're going to get trampled. Like, this is not good. <laughs> so I took off after them, just butt ass naked, yes. running through this like field. I think I had like shorts on at least. Yeah, you weren't naked. I wasn't naked. Um, but I was like chasing you. You took off <laughs> after them first. Yeah. It was like, Mama Instinct. It was a scene that will never. <laughs> It's, be is it one of your forgotten. favorite van life moments? Yes, just like a photographic memory of the horizon. Because it was that like in the evening, yeah. right after sunset, it was yeah. all nice and calm. And there's Jet and Conan chasing after a, a herd of cows, mm-hmm. and then Amy like <laughs> fifty yards behind, butt naked, running yes. as fast as she can. You might? Did you even have chacos on? Did you throw your chacos on real quick? I don't or were know. you barefoot? I don't honestly I don't just remember. Running after them, and I took off after them, and hey, here they are today. Yes, no we one did got get trampled. them. For some reason, I guess us yelling over and over again, they both stopped before they got to the cows. <laughs> like, I remember Jet stopped and just, like, rolled on his back, belly up. Yes. Um, but, but once again, I don't know why, because we'd already been yelling at them to stop for, like, 10 or 15 seconds before yeah. they actually did. But no they one got to, like, hurt. Come to, you know. No one got hurt. Neither our dogs or the cows. Everyone was okay. But, yeah, moments like that when you're not around. <laughs> yes, if I hadn't been there, it could have been a different situation. Yeah. But <laughs> or, this... I mean, probably more just comedic than yeah. anything. Like, if someone had pulled up at the time and you're, like, carrying jet back butt yeah. naked, like, 300 yards away to our van, like, I, I would only laugh at that. I think they would understand, too, just because of how <laughs> desolate and empty that area was. Yeah. As opposed to, like, the areas we've been, like, I was parked while you were gone. Those are very communal areas. Like, there's people... I mean, for dispersed camping, there's people all around. see people all around you, yeah. Like, I'm not going to just sit naked there. Um, But I do change clothes, so when that happens, there is, like, a 30-second to a minute window where, like... Well, you change clothes? I swear, when I left you last week, you were wearing the exact same thing you're wearing now. Which is clothes, by the way. She does have... desert attire. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do have clothes on. Yes. It's It's only 82. When we're in the desert, like, I literally wear three things. We never have to do laundry. It's, like, a swimsuit and a tank top. Every or day. maybe we should because we're wearing three things, like the same three outfits for like multiple weeks in nah. the sun. <laughs> Only when it gets this hot, when I start sweating, then yeah. we got to start thinking about doing laundry. That's true. That's a good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got too. That's all I got. What you got? What you guys got? Huh? Let's, what you got? Let's try to like get, get some fresh air and get cool. I'm cool with that. Okay. Or right, we'll right. be cool with that. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Um, If you like, hey, if you like our show and you like these episodes, you know you can always leave a review. Only five stars. That's all we accept. And Three three to four for me. Okay. Well, I say only five. I'm just kidding. You got to have something to pursue, you know? You 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 can't, yeah. Okay, to like to get better. Yeah, to get better. There's got to be some level of improvement. So like four stars, 4.2. Okay. But feel free if you like it to subscribe, to rate it, to review. Um, we'd love that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and check out all of our recent episodes where we've we've been talking about all these social interactions we've had, and a lot of them have been and will be on our recent podcast, our Campfire Chats, and they're people living on the road just like us. They have people who have just started, um, as well as people who have been doing it longer than we have, and mm-hmm. they're, they're very interesting and cool stories so yeah so uh, be on the lookout um we have released two campfire chats already up to this point um one first one was with jen and bryce second one with sarah wallace both of those um people we met this winter so they are new friends and jen and bryce just started van life a few months like four or five months ago mm-hmm. sarah's been on the road longer than we have so yeah check both of those out really cool 
little plug for the next Campfire Chats episode. It will oh. come out next Monday with our friends Sarah Beth and Peyton. Um, so they are our first returning Campfire Chats yes. guests. Well, this one's interesting. One, because I wasn't there for the second part yes. of the podcast. And two, because we did a Campfire Chats with them back last year when mm -hmm. we were in the van but they were still in their house in denver yeah and we're kind of they knew that this was the path they were following and mm -hmm. so we're kind of getting their like pre-ideas of like why did this want to happen and now it's like they've been on the road for since september uh, september yeah and so now it was cool being able to like get their you know their, get their views take now that now. yeah now that they're mm -hmm. actually on the road yeah so yeah and yeah, stay tuned for that be on the lookout for that one um and yeah that that's all i got so thanks Thank for you. listening we love you. Peace out. We'll see you next time.